Achtung, Achtung, hier ist Alex Wright and you are listening to Chat Grabble and Cheat Pops with JB and Chris Dredd. Enjoy it or I come over and kick your ass. Welcome to Chat Grapple and Cheat Pops podcast. I am Chris Dredd here with my main man JB, and um, we're here with another little review. We've got a few bits to say about a few bits and bobs. And um, first of all, I think we need to get the um, the unfortunate business out of the way. But we've got to pay our respects to the one, the only Scott Hall. Um, you know the guy. He is a wrestling legend. He, along with Hulk Hogan, um, you know, uh, <laughs> and uh, Kevin Nash created what would become one of the most famous wrestling factions, you know, in in, in history. So, yeah, I mean, we've got to, you know, throw the toothpick. In respect to Scotty, man. Yeah. Um, hey, yo, indeed. Um, it's it's one of them, like, you know, I was five years old when I first, you know, I saw Diamond Stud and all that, like, you know, before that. But when I was five years old, watching WWF at 92, and this guy comes on the scene, Razor Ramon. Ramon. You know, and... Fuck, man. Out of this world, this character. Like, he just looked like a badass. And you knew he was something special. He worked, he could work his ass off. I mean, something you later on see down the line, like with some of his matches. Like, he had some, you know, some excellent matches with Shawn Michaels, with, you know, with Kevin Nash. He pulled some stuff off of Kevin Nash that he didn't think was possible. You know, matches with, you know, Kitsch or Walkman, you know, especially in 93, he's the one that put over Walkman, made him a star. He you know, was, he, yeah. He was the first segment on, on WWF Raw. Yeah. First segment ever was Vince McMahon in the ring with Reza Ramon with in McMahon. that fucking man, you know what I mean? With that shirt, you know, it was. <laughs> I mean, if you get the box set, there's the box set, the um, the history of Raw that you can get a DVD box set, and it's got on a on a bonus disc. It's got the first episode of Raw, and it's got that segment. It's got I think Doink the Clown was all over it as well. Um, you know, it fucking Raw is still going today. Yeah, the longest running weekly TV show you know live tv show in in history i think yeah it must be um yeah like he yeah scott was on raw and he, and he flipped over you know you know who i am yeah, yeah. Um, 
and yeah he turns up on nitro he completely flips his career like into the stratosphere with that stuff teaming up with you know hogan and nash and you know forming the nwo like you see on chris's t-shirt he's rocking an nwo i'm not rocking an nwo it looks like an nwo but it's a twt rocking i'm rocking the wolf pack bruv the wolf pack there's a difference baby you know you know i i i the red and black as well. I mean, NWO ran its course, and uh, in the end, it started to get a bit fucking, you know, diluted and shit when you got fucking Virgil and all that, or Vincent and all them fucking involved. And, yeah. you know, even in uh, WWE in the later times, fucking Booker T was in the NWO, wasn't he? For some reason, yeah. For a week. Just reasons, yeah. Like... Um, You know, so... You know, it, 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 you can't take away what Scott Hall did for the business. And often he gets overlooked. I mean, think, think about this. Think about the small amount of time, really, that he was in WWF. Really, wasn't, yeah. wasn't that long amount of time. Um, 92 to 96. 92 to 96? Yeah. Four years, bro. It's nothing. And he came. He came into the WWF, and he walked. He walked into the main event. Like it's pretty much with in a program with Savage and yeah, Machismo versus Macho. Yeah, like well, just quickly as well. There is a kayfabe commentaries. They put his interview up, um, and it's a fucking great watch. But um. One interesting part. So um, years ago, I, th- I think we spoke about it as well, that, and recently everyone's been reposting it, when he went on to Jerry Springer yeah, and, he, yeah, and yeah. he gave the belt to the kids. So in his kayfabe commentaries interview, it actually, he actually says, look, like I had, to, that wasn't a scheduled thing. Like fucking, he gave, he gave the belt to the kids with AIDS and then had to ring up Vince. And say, look, Vince, like, because he had to go. He, he was on. There was a pay per view, like a day or so down the road. So yeah, like, belt. we need another belt. And he's like, why have you lost it? And he's like, uh, no, I like gave it to some kids with AIDS. And he's like, oh, all right, fine. He's like, yeah, fine. You know, back then days they didn't have like a shitload of replica belts. You know what no. I mean? It was like, you got that belt and maybe a spare. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, it's, it's like there's, there's he, been there's been a lot of stories from people especially online like on twitter like other wrestlers like telling these good stories about you know how much of a great guy he was how he would look out for younger talent and stuff and you know even i don't know if i sent it to you that video where he goes he's in japan and he, he puts over a uh, another guy who becomes a star like it's just you know, he put he, he puts over Tanahashi in a in a shocker like this. Like, yeah, guy just got it, man. He got it. He got man. it, but he knew. And this is the thing, but this is what they would do. You know, they would drive up and down the country, up and down the roads in a car, talking about wrestling, talking about the business, and even you know he was he was told by Mister Perfect look after the, the youngsters when they're coming up yeah. because one day you don't know who they're going to be 
Do you know what I mean? So don't fuck over the youngsters because one day you don't know who we're going to be, you know, and it, either selfishly or, or whatever, but so like, don't fuck them over because then, you know, they could help you out down the line or whatever, you know, but Mr. Perfect got it as well. Yeah. You know, and I think Mr. Perfect took him under, under his wing. He, he apparently come up with the, the name of Reza Ramon. So. I mean, it's a, it's a sick name. Oh, of course it is. And yeah. he embodied the character. Um, you know, he 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 was Razor Ramon. He was that that Tony Montana style character. Apparently, Vince hadn't seen Scarface. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, I bet someone else that uh, is currently booking a wrestling promotion has seen it. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. I think, for me, the uh, lasting impression that we that I will take from it and take from Scott Hall in particular is, and I did tweet this. First of all, you know, shout out to our boy Cactus Mate. He was on our last episode, like, and that was uh, I think that was a listen and only one. We are back on video. You can see our wonderful faces. You can see yeah, how, man. See how good we look. Um, that's how we answer the phone to each other. You know, if he calls me, the first thing he says down the phone is, hey, y'all. You know, that's just how we do it. That's just, I don't know. I can't even remember how long we've been doing it for now. I, I forget. Like, we've been doing it for years. And I suppose that's the impression that he left on us, you know, as kids watching WWF. Yeah. So, I guess, yeah, he's... Uh, he's climbing that ladder one last time it's mental like um i saw a video of, of that wrestle rock rumble from the awa like the yeah. rap song oh, and uh God. him and mr perfect were like the fucking tag team champions um i was going to post it on twitter but it's too long because on twitter you can only post a like a one minute 39 220 i think you get yeah, yeah it's like it's fucking mental um so i couldn't post the whole the whole video but um so I didn't bother, but it's mental, like, and he talks about that in the kayfabe commentaries. I suggest everyone go go on and listen oh, to, yeah. uh, you know, the kayfabe commentaries. Sean, Sean Oliver's dumped a whole lot of stuff on YouTube, and yeah. you, know, you should be checking it all out because it's all really good stuff. And that was Scott Hall when he'd first gone into the accountability crib with, um, yeah, with DDP. Yeah. So he was, you know, turning it around. Yeah, I... I get this. I mean, I'm not a religious person, but I did find it funny that someone said, like, you know, he's most likely got to the gates, saw St. Peter and said, you know who I am. <laughs> but you don't know why <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> and yeah, that's, uh, like I said, not a religious guy, but I did find that funny as fuck, man. Like, just... Quality. Um, yeah, rest in peace, Razor. Yeah, man. Toothpicks up, baby. I'm not going to do any more gimmick infringement. I will put it down. That's how you end your episode next time. You... That's right. Just fucking... Oh, mate, <laughs> like the, the, the Jerry the King Lawler as well, like he talks about this on the kayfabe commentaries, like Jerry Lawler had a snapped one of these, yeah? And he like, he had it in his eye. He would like put it in his eye, like that. And he's like, ah! Like he proper sold it when Razor fucking threw it, you know... And he was loving that. Like, Lawler's just fucking quality. We talk about Lawler in this up-and-coming episode. I am, anyway. Uh, I've got a little bit about Lawler, yeah. yeah. Um, 
Oh man, I, I mean, I'm not even too fussed about what's going on. We 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 can talk about a little bit like after this, but like you know, we we should d- dive right into this episode. Or shall right. we? Before we even do that, we say you know, if you're watching us on YouTube, you know what to do. You've seen the video, you've seen the clip, you've seen the awesome interviews that we've been having lately, the explosive interviews that we've been having. The clips are on there. You can see it all. So do the tin. Do the thing. Slap our bell, yeah? Slap our bell, subscribe, look in our archives. We've got, like Jordan saying, man, we've got fucking so much content. And our latest episode, our latest interview episode with Marty Elias is just literally going from strength to strength. We've been featured in a lot of online articles with a few stories that Marty was telling. So shout out again to Marty Elias. Geezer's a top, top bloke. Um you know, we chat to him on and off, and that's still. Um, he literally just a second liked a post I put on Facebook. Bro, do you know what I mean? Like, shout it's out the, to Marty on that live. Yeah, mate. Shout right out to there. Marty, man. Big, big up yourself, bro. Um, you know, so it, 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 we we've got so much content. There's just so much stuff. Um, you would probably need a good few days yeah. uh, and a couple of mojitos to 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 get through it. Virgin Mojito, look at him go. Virgin Mojito, bro. My body's a temple. <laughs> um, so, yeah, man. Like, uh, So where do you want to start? You want to get into this, t- tell everyone what we're actually going to be uh Well, this is, it. this is where we are. This is what we're doing. We're, we're actually hitting up a review, like we said. You know, I know we say it a lot, and then some someone from the past will say, no, no, I want to talk to you guys. Yeah. Be like, oh, fuck the review. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but not today. We actually done a review and we've decided to do something a little bit different. You know, we love watching pay-per-views. We ain't. Pay-per-views are three hours long though, man. Like, can be a bit of a thing. And there's a lot going on right now. You know, I'm trying to move house. Chris is, you know, always busy with, <laughs> you know, just, you know, work things. Just we're just work stuff, man. Like it's literally like non-stop, bruv. You know, so like we are literally squeezing you in here. You know, if we you love, we love it. Or watching, you know, we are squeezing in a tight one. <laughs> oh, who are <laughs> young man? <laughs> so what we decided to do is we decided to find the most random episode of WWF Raw is War. And, you know, as if we spun a fucking wheel, it landed on November 16th, 1998, which is the night after Survivor Series, the tournament deadly game and all that stuff. And we are live from Lexington, Kentucky. Yeah, bro. Um, It's a very significant episode of Raw. It's fucking amazing. Yeah, it's amazing, bro. Like, we span that wheel, like the Wheel of Fortune... And, spin uh, the it, wheel, make the deal. Spin the wheel, make the deal. And it just, you know, no Carol Smiley. Um, you yeah. know what I mean? Or, or Vanna White, <laughs> I believe, if you're going to America. I think oh, is it? Was, Vanna, yeah. Weren't there that other Jenny Powell? Weren't she on it and all? Oh, in the UK? Yeah. Probably. Mate. Carol oh, Smiley TV, was... TV game shows after blockbusters, I sort of like, I, it died out for me. Like, Krypton Factor, bruv. Well, yeah, yeah, I didn't get any. Do you remember that? Yeah, yes, yeah. Krypton Factor was good because that was like, that was like Takeshi's Castle, but if you were very British. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> it was Takeshi's castle with a moat, you know what I mean? Yeah, Takeshi's castle with a moat and, you know, <laughs> and the, even the presenter was like, you know, British old Britishman. Proper you know, British, was, yeah, Britishman. Yeah, he was, uh, what was Gordon something, wasn't it? Go- yeah, Gordon, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, even the name Gordon, like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's you can't fuck, get much like, Brit, yeah. Crypton fuck Factor, you. if you've never seen it and you're listening in America, look it up on YouTube. It's a <laughs> hell of a weird game show. But you had to be smart, bruv, but you also yeah. had to be do the assault course, dun, 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 and you had to land a plane. That is the, the, the end. That was almost like the last game, wasn't it? Like you had to land a fucking virtual plane. Flight simulator, bruv. So, yeah. yeah. Like... That was the shit, bruv. <laughs> shit. Crypto yeah. Factor. You know I'm watching some of them on YouTube later. Yeah, I'm going to check, you know, go dig into the old Krypton Factor. They tried to bring it back, but it weren't the same. No, it never is, is it? No, it's like the Crystal uh, Maze. It's like when they do with Crystal Maze, catchphrase, all that stuff. You ain't got Roy Walker, you ain't doing nothing. Like, bro, I'm gonna post up a picture right here of myself and, and Roy Walker. I used to work for a company called Regatta, yeah, when I was at uni- university, and I fucking <laughs> and I met Roy Walker. I sold him a jacket. Geezer was a top man, but he'd been in the pub all day. There was rugby on, oh, and he'd been man. in the pub, and he was like proper pissed up. He was half cut. And he was just, it was absolute jokes. Bro, he was proper swaying. I sold him like a 200 pound fucking rain jacket. There's me and Roy Walker right there. Oh, I'm going to put it on the screen. I mean, we've, anyway, gone, we've gone really off topic. We're here. fucking we up, way off. We started off with Rory's War from Kentucky and ended up with Roy Walker. That's right. Um, <laughs> yeah. I Rory's War does sound like Roy Walker, though. A little bit. So, anyway, yeah. So, November 16th, 1998, Raw is War, straight after the Survivor Series. Yeah, Survivor Series from 98. It was uh, technically seen as another screw job. I, you know, you know, a little less uh, screwy, I guess, because Brett wasn't involved. Yeah. It was but... the screwing of Stone Cold Steve Austin. And Mankind, yeah. And Mankind. They, they tend to sort of leave that one out. Um, yeah, Austin was screwed the night before by Shane and Vince, and eventually, well, The Rock wasn't involved in that, but he becomes heavyweight champion later on in the night, and this is where we start because our MC for the evening, Mr. Tony Chimmel, brings out the owners, Vince, Shane, uh, the Stooges, which is all three. Sarge, Pat, and Gerald Briscoe, and uh, and what was it? The boss man as well. The boss man. Boss man. Boss man was there. In like, I love that. I love that the boss man's still here. Yeah. Um. Oh man, Jerry, Jerry, um, Jerry Lawler and Jim Ross are our commentary team, and this is this is peak performance. Beautiful, Jim and Jerry. This is like, I mean, outside of the puppy thing which is you know was jerry's shtick back then it is a little bit weird now mm-hmm. you know because we're grown men and it's like oh he's squealing about tits again okay great but apart from that like jerry lawler is like this hilarious almost heel commentator you know stand up stand up come on come on jim come on yeah Taylor. stand up and clap you know for these 
you know, the own, the corporation, the owner's group or whatever you want to call it, like, and, oh, I just, yeah, like, Jim even says to Jerry, you know, you know, don't kiss it too much, you know, and all that. He's like, he's really, they had, they had a, a witty banter that, I mean, it wasn't like Gorilla and Bobby, it wasn't anything close to it. But it was like, it was like Gorilla and Bobby liked it was yeah, it was yeah, it was as close as you could get without being Gorilla and Bobby. It was it seemed like a, a you know a genuine, you know it, it, some at some points fucking Jim would be like, Well, you might as well just go and get in the ring with him. Go on, go why don't you go up there? Kiss ass, you know what I mean? Like, you know, it was it was good stuff, it was good banter between the two. And this was this was peak. Uh, Jim Ross as well. Yeah, he's he's amazing. I put that later on, like on my on on my notes. Like Jim Ross was so good on this show. I mean, when you, I hate to say it, yeah, and I know that no one really wants to retire. No one really wants to stop. No, but you, when you watch this, you just think the Jim Ross that we see now is he's just not. He's just not quick. He's not with it. He's just the voice is still the voice. Yeah. And and that's what people are clinging on to. Um, think, you know, I think even to a point where like even some of the wrestling Jim's probably seeing just like it isn't it isn't getting him going. It's not yeah, it don't yeah, and yeah. I can see why. Yeah, it doesn't give him a twinge in his trousers. You know what yeah, I mean? He was I mean, you got to remember, this guy was apparently not good enough for WCW in 93. And here he is in 98, just whipping up a storm. He is he is so good, like, as the, you know, the main voice of Raw here. Like, if you don't believe me, go and watch it. He's absolutely fucking ki- killing it. You know, he, he is, this is peak Jim Ross. This I think is, we were spoiled in the 90s for comment, 100%. players. Yeah, we, really we, we didn't know. We didn't know what we had. No, because on one channel, on one show, you had Jim Ross. On you know, even before that, in the early of the early nineties, you had Gorilla and Bobby, and then on another channel, on another show, you had Tony Schiavone. And we had we and we still we you know at that point ninety eight. I mean, I suppose we still had. Bobby Heenan. You had Bobby Heenan in '98. Yeah, yeah. on the other on on Nitro, you had yeah, yeah, Mike Tanay. You had Larry Zabisco, who is underrated as fuck. Well underrated, is that Larry Zabisco? Hundred percent. I mean, Dusty Rhodes, brother. Dusty Rhodes. I I love Dusty Rhodes on commentary. People hate on it, man. I fucking love it. And and, and one more, I'm going to stick in there because I always thought he had an he had an excellent speaking voice and just. He sounded like he was good for pro wrestling. That's Lee Marshall. Yeah, Lee Marshall's good. Yeah. The old yeah. voice of uh, Frosties. That's right. Tony the Tiger. He's <laughs> great. I mean, that's such a random, random thought that is. Like, he was the guy. But, yeah. Um, fuck, where, where, where were we? So, ah, yes. Yeah. Vince, Vince brings out the corporate champion. This is the birth of the corporate rock. Oh, it's, it's good, man. It's so good. There were signs that said, die, Rocky, die. Yeah. I mean, 
Yeah, there's, uh, I mean, JR, I think, references butt smooching. Yeah. Which, uh, can you can you see what the whose butt is smooching instead of can you smell what the rock is cooking? Yeah, that's he right. He says, can you see what butt is smooching? I mean, there's which is classic. I mean, there's huge booze in this. Like the fans are like he calls he calls the people of Kentucky trailer park trash, and they just go nuts on him. Like this guy is generating heat for fun. Oh, like it's nothing, bro. Yeah. Um, he calls Austin the biggest piece of trash. You know, there's massive Austin chants. Like, you can still sort of hear the rock, but the crowd are really getting into it. It's it's a good crowd. Yeah, they're hot. They're hot. They're not trying to steal a show. They're not trying to hijack it with their shit chants or chanting for a wrestler that doesn't work for the company. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Oh, right, yeah. I mean, there's something I want to rant about later about a certain city in America that thinks that they're the greatest wrestling crowd in there and they're shit. But, you know, <laughs> save that for later. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I said, huge Austin job. The Rock decides to tell everyone about the uh, the corporate eyebrow now. It's now the corporate eyebrow. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, 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 and uh, he talks about the... Uh, the talk dropping the people's elbow. Oh no, sorry, the corporate elbow. The corporate elbow. And then King goes, Oh, I can't wait to see the corporate elbow. <laughs> <laughs> Jim Ross is like, go up and join them, King. Yeah, he's like, go up and join them. <laughs> and then what is it? I think it's uh is it Vince? It says uh Oliver Stone, eat your heart out. Like, yeah, it's like some big conspiracy, like yeah, and, and Oliver Stone was he was the director of what JFK? Yeah. I think he directed the film JFK, yeah, and like this big thing. Like, I'm I'm not 100 percent sure on that. I have seen the film JFK, but because they, they me, but. yeah, because they they basically they they're showing a recap on the on the Titantron. Vince is yeah. like, go take a look at the Titantron, have a look yeah. up there, and then literally you see Stone Cold. They show pictures of Stone Cold Steve Austin bowling into the building, and the roof almost comes off oh, the place. Man, and Vince is like, pop. oh, get him off there. Austin's face just showing up at the building it's fucking amazing i'm like these guys just they absolutely get it here they completely understand what they're doing they know how to milk every last fucking drop out of this crowd mate Um, i watched wrestlemania 30 the other day right i just randomly at work just put on whatever yeah and i've been going working through wrestlemania's and I'm pretty certain it was WrestleMania 30 where you had Hulk Hogan, The Rock, and Stone Cold Steve Austin in the ring at the same time. Yeah. It's when Hulk Hogan talked about the Sky Dome and it was like, you know. Oh, yeah, there's, yeah, he's, he, he's, yeah, he gets it wrong, doesn't he? But those three guys in the ring, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to upset a lot of people right now, but there is only really one Mount Rushmore of of wrestlers there's only really four choices that you could really put up there and it's hulk hogan stone cold steve austin the rock and john and john cena is they're they're they're, whether you like john cena or not whether you he is at the same about kenny omega and cm punk yeah the cleaner the cleaner and the fucking no no, it's not. It's Cena, it's The Rock, it's Austin, it's Hogan. That's it. That's it. 
That is the Mount Rushmore. People want to talk about the Mount Rushmore of wrestling. There are no other choices. Okay. Suck my fucking hairy beanbags if you think there is another. There ain't. You can uh, you can suck his parsnip. You can fucking <laughs> chow down on the buttered parsnip, bro. Because if we're going on legendary status of of the upper echelons of of made it to the to the dance. You know, there is only them four, really. And people chat a lot of shit about John Cena, but he carried that company, bro, for a long time. A long, long time. Yeah. I mean, people would argue, oh, yeah, but what about Randy Orton? You know, what about no, Brock Lesnar? What about The Undertaker? Yeah. You know, I The mean, Undertaker should be up there, you know. Should but really, should, if, you know, there's only four, you know, yeah, there's the only, only other spaces, person, so. the only other person that could replace Cena would be the Undertaker. That's it. That's your five choices. Okay. Sorry. Not no, sorry. no, no. That's. Uh... <laughs> but yeah, I watched WrestleMania 30, and then three guys in the ring: The Rock, Austin, and Hogan. But we're talking about The Rock and Austin. It's fucking star power, isn't it, Bruv, It is. You can't. You can't get no better, bruv. Yeah. You, you, you can't get no better. You, these two guys, the wars that they had, you know, talk about WrestleMania 18, WrestleMania, WrestleMania 16, 17, 18, 19, you know, like that was the, the golden fucking era for, for these guys. Do you know what I mean? And to think that Austin was stunning Steve, you know, and then the ringmaster, you know, and then, you know, the million dollar champion, you know, mad, bro. You know, between WrestleMania 12, you know, I'm pretty sure in WrestleMania 12, he was, he was Stone Cold Steve Austin, but he was still mm. the million dollar champion, was he? Not sure. I'll have to. Because I watched I WrestleMania watched 12 WrestleMania recently. And I think he was the million dollar champion. He was Stone Cold. I think he was being announced as Stone Cold Steve Austin. But he wasn't giving it the whole shtick. Do you know what I mean? He wasn't fully there. You piece of trash. Stone Cold <laughs> Steve Austin. He wasn't, you know, fully there. Um, it, you know, he, he, these two guys together, the stories and with Mr. McMahon, Let's not get it twisted that the whole and even mankind, bruv, they show the fucking footage on this. And there's a <laughs> there's fucking there's video footage of mankind with his mask on, yeah, like having a like a makeover. Yeah. So he's there, he's got his feet up, he's getting like a manicure and a pedicure. It's so amazing. He's chatting to the guy, like, yeah, so you know, like oh, it's amazing, bruv. Mick Foley. Is fucking amazing. I love Mick Foley. Absolutely love the guy. Amazing. Amazing talent. Our show's named after one of his... Of course. And there are cheap pops in this show. There's a few, yeah. The Godfather specifically. I mean, yeah, the Godfather's got a couple of things to answer for in this. (laughs) Yeah, there's a couple of cheap things he's got. (laughs) In the midst of all that, the glass does break. And this place goes fucking mental. It does. 
Please watch this though, guys. Yeah, like, if you after, haven't seen it, if you ain't seen it, watch it. 16th of November, 1998. If you've got the network, just type in Raw, go to Raw, and then at the top where it says newest first, click the drop down, and there's every single year of Raw available. Click 1998, go to November 16th. It's well worth watching this episode and the one after. It's fucking amazing. Um, Austin. You know, I'm I'm skipping a little bit, but Austin says that these guys are idiots. You know that he's uh he pulls out the contract that he signed weeks before that Shane had helped, you know, helped him sign to gain his trust and all this before Survivor Series. And this contract said that Austin had a shot at the champion on November sixteenth on Monday Night Raw or Raw's War, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And this place, this again, this crowd realizing that they're getting Austin Rock is like fuck. They go off. They're getting the big one. Um they're saying that it's not enforceable. Uh Austin tells them that he's got it verified by a judge. It's only fucking Mills Lane. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Boxing Hall of Fame referee, you know for anyone else who didn't watch boxing, celebrity deathmatch referee. Yep. I mean, Let's get show. up. <laughs> what a show that was. Yes, mate. I love celebrity deathmatch, man. That was a... Good, I swear they did... Shit. Yeah, they, they did, like, Chris Rock versus The Rock on there. I know. I, know. I think they did an Austin and Vince one, didn't they? Yeah, they are... Uh, uh, they, uh... I think they done Sean Austin versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. Fucking hell. Yeah, and then they did The Rock versus Chris Rock. I don't know, man. Yeah, like, man. Yeah, they did I, some I mean, weird. So I long ago it. since I've seen an episode of Celebrity Deathmatch, but um, they'll be on YouTube. Yeah, probably. Um, but yeah, it's it, Mills Lane verifies it, saying it's all above board. Corporation apoplectic about it, and uh, the build begins for our main event, which is going to be Austin and Rock, which is huge. Considering you know they will main event WrestleMania and all that like this, yeah, it's top draw stuff. And then because I'm watching it on the network, I think it gets a bit choppy and stuff. I think we're missing entrances and shit uh, because we ask we skip straight on to in ring action, and it's the oddities with the insane clown posse. Yeah. And Luna at ringside, and the oddities are consisting of uh, Giant Silver, Kurgan, and Golga, big Golga, who, uh, you know, is in there. And they're taking on members of DX for some reason, man. It's like babyface match because um, it's X Pac and the uh, New Age Outlaws. And it's so short, you wouldn't know, you know, blinking, you miss it. Golga misses an elbow, which, I mean, I could feel it. it was, there was definitely an earthquake somewhere. Yeah, there was definitely, yeah, he yeah. was like a fish out of water. Yeah. <laughs> He's definitely not an avalanche, though. <laughs> um, and then for some reason, one of the guys from the clown posse hits Golga and and then Billy Gunn gets a pin. Yeah, because... It's weird. Like, the I ICP keep fucking over the oddities in weird ways. And on the next episode of Raw, there's another match where they kind of get screwy and they end up 
beating the shit out of out of the oddities to create you know a bit of a feud there because um icp did um their music or something for their mm. entrance thing they were asked to do it probably why we're not getting their entrance then yeah maybe um i mean icp have wrestled in everywhere everywhere wcw wwf ECW, maybe. And it was, you know, they were the faces of backyard wrestling on PlayStation, weren't they? And... Yeah, yeah. There's um, there's a documentary, right? Going a little bit off kilter, but kind of on. Around this time, it's called what is it called? The Merchants of Call. That's what it's called. It's a documentary called The Merchants of Call. And basically, it's it's got a lot of stuff about wrestling in it, and it's about these these focus groups and how they how these companies like Time Warner and fucking um, Viacom and all this kind of thing how they gauge like what's the hot thing at the moment. And it was around this time, and one of the hottest things was wrestling. It was like 1998, 1999, 2000. Wrestling was like the hottest thing for young people. It was like fucking crazy hot. Um, yeah. And they were trying to get in on it. And that's MTV did, um, you know, like Wrestling Society X. Do you remember? Yeah. Wrestling Society X was fucking cool, man. But it was it was way after the year 2000. It's a little bit late to the party, but it was fucking incredible, man. Like, I loved Wrestling Society X. Um, I got the DVDs, um, but yeah, this Merchants of Call has got like ICP in it because like the whole rock rap as well was huge at that time. So it was like Limp Bizkit, ICP, uh, wrestling, and this documentary is just really cool. Like it, it, but it, it just made me think about it when we were talking about ICP being in wrestling because yeah. they literally were everywhere. They've done a shoot interview for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, Billy Gunn got the pin, and for some reason, just reasons, the headbangers jump Road Dog in on the ramp. Yeah, not a fucking clue why. Well, you see, if you watch the next episode, yeah, you'll see because the oddities face the headbangers the next week. Ah, uh, see, and then something happens with ICP and the headbangers, and. Yeah. The, the oddities. Um, Mankind's in the boiler room, just chilling. Yeah, home from home. Uh, corporation is in the back. They are sitting in their office, I guess. <laughs> they decide to send Pat Patterson to take care of Mankind. Um, this is this <laughs> is a like, fun little story that keeps keeps going through the night. <laughs> he can't find the boiler room. He's like, I yeah. looked everywhere. I can't find the boiler room. <laughs> um, holy shit, we have a winner because next up, fuck man, this guy is jacked, and I don't know if you noticed it, but he is he is my winner for sure. We're talking about Shamrock. Holy shit. Yeah. He is pumped. He is. And I kid you not when I say this, he is pumped like Scotty Steiner. He's pretty fucking ripped, man. Yeah. Um, he I mean, even Val Venus is pretty ripped, though, as well. 
Um, you know, but yeah, Ken, Ken Shamrock was fucking juiced, fam. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> is. Yeah. Sorry, Ken, Jesus but he was. Christ, he, uh, what was it? You said he, he's been in the Tour de France. He's been in the Tour de France, mate. He's been on a couple of cycles. <laughs> <laughs> he calls out the boss, man. This is awful. This is Ken. God love him. He's not, I mean, he has the look of crazy hard man bastard, but yeah, the old. Yeah. Put him on the mic and it's just it just wasn't there, which is probably why it didn't work out for him as well as it should have done in WWF. He needed Ken a mouthpiece. Nearly all the tools. Yeah, he did. He needed a mouthpiece. He needed someone to do it yeah. for him. They didn't have that. So yeah, he calls out boss man. Then that's it. Like then we move on to our next thing because there's a there's a pop for Val Venus. Yeah, of course. Why not, bro? Fucking, I loved Val Venus back in the day, man. Even, bro, I used to pop. When you hear the, hello, ladies, when you hear that, bro, it was just fucking, bro, the geezer was a special guest referee in like a bra and panties match. And he had like a, a black and black and white striped towel. Like, yeah. the geezer was just like, as I remember the action figure I had for Val Venus. It had a towel with it as a amazing, yeah. yeah, bro. It, like the, the pop for Val Venus was huge, you yeah. know, like it really was. And he talks about Kentucky Derby. Talks about Kentucky Derby <laughs> and riding bareback and all riding stuff. bareback. Yeah, he fuck. This is nineteen ninety eight, fam. He's taking on Mark Henry. Mark Henry's with D'Lo. Um, now, something I noticed about this, and I don't know, like, I want to see if you picked it up as well. Like, it's not a great match, right? But it's no, it clean. Yeah. There's no, no, no botchy. No yeah. botchy botchy. No. It's clean as fuck. It's not the greatest match. Of course it's not. Mark Henry's not there yet. Val, you know, I don't know, but... It's a clean match. It's TV, so your act has to be fucking polished. Yeah. You can't be botching shit when you've only got two hours on a Monday night of your live show, which is what they had at the time. I don't know if they still had shotgun and heat or whatever, but... This is Monday Night Wars, bro. Yeah. Your this is Monday Night... Yeah. On point. Don't fuck up. And this is what you got. You got... You got a short match. It wasn't a great match, but no one was being dropped on their head. No one was, no one was throwing light punches. You know, people knew how to work. Mate, Mark Henry's face when China comes out. Oh, yeah. he's so happy. Because there's like a sexual harassment lawsuit or something, yeah. Go, yeah, he's like sexual chocolate. This is like the, the birth of ch sexual chocolate. Like, you know. Shout, shout out to our very own sexual chocolate. G-Money. <laughs> G-Money. Trust. Um, You know, the whole thing of... At the end, he goes, yeah, you know, China, come out, come out on a date with me. You know, because yeah. I swear he's got a sexual <laughs> harassment <laughs> lawsuit against yeah. China. He literally says, hey, girlfriend. Yeah, <laughs> he literally does it. He goes, hey, girlfriend, um, come out on a date with me and I'll drop the lawsuit. Yeah. He said, I don't he want any sex. 
Yeah. He goes, no sex, just a date, just you. Yeah. And he has a little poem for it and everything. Oh, it's beautiful. So good. Um, so good. Yeah, cor- uh, the corporation that we're with them again. Pat can't find mankind. He can't even find the boiler room, for fuck's sake. So Briscoe, you know, puffs his chest out and says he can do it. Of course he fucking can. He's Jerry Briscoe. It's fucking amazing. Um, we also we get an advert for the JVC Kaboom. The Kaboom box. Yes, the Kaboom yes, box. Yes, bro. I'm I wondering saw this if advert, anyone had like, one. I want one. I want one now. I'm fucking... <laughs> I, bro, I looked on eBay for a JVC. Oh, yeah. I'm not yeah. even joking. I saw, I was like, bro, I, I'm serious, yeah? I couldn't find one. What was it? Maybe I typed it. It's a Kaboom box, kaboom yeah? Kaboom box, yeah. Yeah, so I if, put... If, I any, put if any of you had a Kaboom box, please let us know what it was like. Bro, holy shit. Boom box, ghetto blaster, Kaboom box. Uh, in America for 227 quid. Holy shit. Yeah. JV, and yeah, fucking, it's got an auxiliary cable. Oh. 1998, yeah, 300 bucks. Holy shit. I want a kaboom box. That's what I want for Christmas, Santa Claus. <laughs> Put that in my fucking stocking. But yeah, the kaboom box looks sick. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a tag team match next. It's the most random pairing I've ever seen. Brilliant. Ever in wrestling history. It's gold dust and the lethal weapon. Bounty hunting madman Steve fucking Blackman. Yeah. And another gold guy dust. who's pretty beefed as well. He's uh Yes. He he actually um Steve Blackman, sorry to interrupt. Steve Blackman was one of the ones that came out. You know, in the time when Benoit fucking tragedy happened mm-hmm. he was he was once going on on tv talking about wwe not having you know a wellness policy and everyone being on steroids and all that kind of thing it was like yes steve you were fucking busting the juice bruv you were yeah. you know what i mean you were on the tour de france that weren't some uh that weren't just clean fucking road warrior shakes were they no man it was Michael Pro and that shit. Trust. So Gold Dust and Steve Blackman, try and picture that. Uh, are taking on Jeff Jarrett and the Blue Blazer. And Jeff Jeff has got Deborah McMichael with him. And Jim Ross does not go easy on this. No, oh, he fucking <laughs> that is so funny, man. He's like, yeah, how did she get her money? Can you spell divorce? <laughs> yeah, they are ripping Deborah. And in a, I guess in a way, Steve too. Yeah. Uh, Mongo gets it a little bit. Yeah. Um, and JR just, he can't help himself in this. He's going after the Blazer. He's, you know, he's ripping into the Blue Blazer as well. It's like Jerry Lawler says it's, it's a historic night. The Blue Blazer's on Raw. Like, it's fucking fuck? hilarious. It could, and and uh, so one of them said, the King says uh, with Deborah when she comes up, oh, is it cold in here? Oh, yeah, she is poking <laughs> out. It's fucking crazy. Um, they are insisting that it is Owen Hart under the blue blazer. Yes. They are digging him out. To be honest, some of the mannerisms of whoever's under that mask is pretty damn close. I'd like to know who it was as well, because he was giving it the Owen Hart, woo! Yeah. You know, the, all them, do you know what because... I mean? And the mannerisms, I mean, he was a little bit chunkier than Owen, I think. After, after the blazer gets pinned, Owen comes out. 
Yeah, because Owen, Owen said he would retire because he injured someone. Dan, Dan, Dan the B yeah. Severin, that's it. He injured Dan Severin and said he was going to retire. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Love Owen Hart. Yeah, I know, he's too good. Joe Briscoe can't find mankind, but he's hearing weird noises. It's so funny. He goes, yeah, I, I went down there and it, I got a bit scared, so I come back up. There's some weird noises down there. So uh, it's, it, it becomes Sarge, Sarge's task. To <laughs> it, was, it was hilarious how Vince was talking to Pat Patterson where he goes, oh, oh I'm sorry, Vince, I, I couldn't find the boiler room. He goes, you couldn't find your ass. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. Well, here we go. It, oh, fuck. Uh, it's time for the man's man. My favourite segment. The whole of the Stephen whole show. With Stephen with a PH, Regal. Yeah. Um, a real even, man's man. He wasn't even PH in WCW. Um, yeah, he comes out to the man's man theme, one of the greatest songs in wrestling history. Absolutely. Taking on the godfather who has some ladies with him. Um, He's got three hoes and one of them, bruv, looks like a crackhead, bruv. <laughs> One of them keeps getting their ass out. Yeah, it's fucking... And even the Godfather says, well, well, hold on a minute now. We ain't even yeah. struck a deal yet. Got to calm his hose down. Do you know what I mean? One of them looked like a crackhead, bro. Um, he comes out straight up and says, you know, the Godfather says, I'm a pimp. <laughs> and I got the, yeah, everyone knows that Kentucky's got the best hose. Yep. And that, the place goes nuts. Cheap pop of... Or that was the cheap pop of the night. How are you getting a cheap pop out of telling you, you know, the city that or wherever that they've got the best hoes? Yeah, blatantly. Um, and he gives roll him a up choice. a fatty. <laughs> he gives gives Stephen Regal a choice. You can either, you know, I'm gonna whoop your ass. Yeah, you can. You can fight me, and you know I'm gonna whip your ass. <laughs> or you know, you can have the ladies. For the night, for free. Because he said he's doing it for the working man. He said the nine to five ain't for him, but it works for you. So I'm going to do this for the working man. I don't usually do it, but you can have all three of these hoes for free for the night. Regal's eyes are popping out. Smart British man that he is. Yeah, King's almost losing his shit. Yeah. The, uh, The smart British man that Mr. Regal is... He tell what does he tell the world? He's a, he says, and I quote, I may be from England, but last time I checked, my name was Stephen Regal, not Elton John. I'll take the broads. And he, he, he takes off with the ladies, and just when you think this is a nice, wholesome segment. Yeah, wholesome. Yeah, <laughs> you know, a good, clean, wholesome segment, you know, family fun and all that. Yeah. Um, Godfather quotes Archie Bunker and says something about England being nothing but and it's a word we can't really say well we can if you're talking about a cigarette yeah um, yes that's true if you are in England and you go out for a cigarette you would sometimes say you're going out for a fag you're going out for a fag break yeah we don't mean that you're going out to have sexual intercourse with a man no it is a cigarette it is not yeah in the UK, if you're going out for a fag, you are not 
ripping into the you know yeah gay community or anything like that you're no, just I having think... a cigarette <laughs> like <laughs> but yeah that's what he said and they bleep it as well on the network they and do the bleep whole, it uh, i've just put it underneath unsavory comment yeah it's unnecessary they, i thought we wrapped and we were at the end of a really lovely segment where mr regal gets his lady well again if you go to the next week of raw <laughs> right which i watched straight after it uh the godfather is doing the same shtick with someone else and he says look you can have these hoes you know blah 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 Not a very business like sort of move is it just giving his hose away no, he was paying the next one. He was paying for him. It was Regal that he was giving him to for free. Oh, okay. Um, but on the next week of Raw, um, he's just about to do the deal with someone. I can't remember who it was. And then Regal comes out and he's like, "Stop, stop!" He goes, "This bloody, this bloody toe rag last week. Oh, rag. Yeah, this bloody toe rag. Um, he, he he's a liar. He, he he offered me the the women and then he he, he attacked me." Um, and all this, and, and, and like they get into it. I think of like Regal, a real man's man, starting a feud with the Godfather, which was uh, was good, yeah. Um, quick cut to the back. I think it's production crew. Uh, Kane is fucking them up. It's very short. It, Kane is outside the arena for some reason. Uh, Next up is your Intercontinental title match. I, you wouldn't know it, but Ken Shamrock is your Intercontinental champion. There's too many muscles over that belt. You can't see it. That's right. He's just fucking He's taking, on, taking on the boss man. And, I mean, boss man can still move in 98. Yeah. Oh, Ray. Yeah. Um, and they are brawling. It's not. It's pretty mm. ugly. Yeah. And then they both decide to just lay out the ref. Can you imagine them doing that to any referees in AEW right now? Like Mike Kyoda, isn't it? it? Is the ref Mike Kyoda? I think so, yeah. I think he got attacked at Survivor Series the night before. <laughs> and he was like, no, fuck it, I'm out of here, man. I'm not getting... Yeah, but, but you know what, yeah? There ain't, any, there ain't any refs taking bumps in AEW, is there? No, not really. They're too busy showing off. There's one that needs to go for a table onto thumbtacks. I tell you. Yeah, Bryce. <laughs> I've done that. Well, all right, two. Yeah. <laughs> so, Bossman and Shamrock have this DQ pull apart thing. It's not pretty. And then Vince and Shane turn up for some reason. Yeah. And we'll find out why. Vince decides to, you know, mind fuck Ken Shamrock and tell him about family and what he needs and all this. And, you know, he says, we can be your family and all this crap. And, Ken joins the corporation. Join the like family. That. Doesn't right. even turn heel on anyone. It's like fuck it. I'm no, I'm going to join. I don't need to, you know, piss around for for a week or two. I'm joining up. Instant, instant heel heat. Yeah, and Kenny's in. You then got Kane possibly attacking fans. Plant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's asking for a asking for an autograph? Kane, an autograph. He's a and, rudderless ship. And then we get to the worst part of this fucking show. Is that Sable? This is awful. No. Oh. This is the brood with Christian. This is oh. Edge and Gangrel. 
great song, great music. Obviously, I'm not knocking that in the slightest. But they're taking on LOD, which is Animal and Drolls. At this yeah, point. this was a this was a terrible segment. The best Again, part this... of this the best part of this segment was me seeing that sign that said Big Worm. Big Worm <laughs> from Friday. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just saw a sign that said Big Worm, and I just laughed at it. Yeah, what's up, Big Perm? I mean, I mean Worm. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's LOD Drolls and Animal. Hawk does arrive. He climbs a Titan Tron. He threatens to jump. This is not right. Um, no, it's fucking. It's moody, brothers. They like... try and try and play up the seriousness seriousness of it. Paul Ellering is out there. It's like, come on, guys. This is this is where you know they they would push it too far, and I can only imagine who wrote this shit. He might try and say he didn't, but I'm pretty sure it was Vince Russo. It was Russo, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, they try and talk him down. Oh, it's fucked. The, but the whole thing with Droz as well, like when he goes up there and he's like, oh, get, get and, you Why know. Why are you and, sending Droz up there? Yeah, and Hawk's like, yeah, I think because the whole storyline was like Droz was trying to get rid of Hawk so he could be like a permanent member oh, of LID or whatever. Fuck yeah. yeah. And he's like, get away from me. You're the last person I need up here. Hawk's like, but this is playing real life stuff into the storylines but it's not like well it's no different to what they were doing on nitro with someone else and they're drinking yeah but and whose idea was that as well i don't know whose idea it was because russo wasn't there at the time but i don't know who idea it was to have scott hall drinking on Nitro. no i i, I think they talk about it on the kayfabe commentaries uh because scott hall just says yeah look like well, excuse me. He even even says like, I never wrestled with a belly full of booze ever. He said I couldn't do it. I couldn't wrestle with a belly full of booze. After fuck yeah, man, straight straight away. Soon as my match was finished, I was straight in Hogan's dressing room. Hogan had beers in the dressing room, and he'd be straight on it. Uh, he said, but yeah, yeah, because there was a thing with Scott Hall where he was like being sick and that, weren't it? It was him yeah. and Nash. It's like nowadays when everyone just wants a COVID vaccine, they go into Brian Cage's locker room. Is that right? Yeah, he, he's giving out fucking... He's injecting, but but you have to have it in your ass. <laughs> so, yeah, he's giving out COVID jabs, but you have to get it in your ass. Um, yeah. You should trust him. He's a doctor, right? He's a doctor. Of course he is. <laughs> so, <laughs> he's a locker oh, room. Fuck. He's the locker room doctor. Oh, man. So, yeah, Droz goes up there, pretends to try and pull him away and then pushes him off the edge. And then something I noticed, and it, it did make me laugh. It shouldn't because it's someone being pushed off a Titan Tron. But Hawk gets pushed and then it's almost like a split second off. And then what looks like possibly a broom goes flying over. like, And you can see the shadow of what is meant to be Hawk, but it's more, most likely a broom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just, Goes flying like to the ground. I'm like, oh man, this is hokey as fuck. It is hokey as fuck. You're right. Um, from hokey to downright awful. Uh, Michael Cole brings out Sable, our women's champion, and for no other reason, Shane comes out and interrupts her, and she says that she's worked hard to get where she's at. 
Don't get me started on Sable. We we all know that she's <laughs> fibbing. She's of course she's like she at this time, right? You you can you can listen Brock, to Brock. We mean no offense. No, Brock. Allow me. Allow me. So I'm gonna get rowdy. Yeah, but his name is Chris. <laughs> We've been here before many a time, right? <laughs> but when it comes to Sable, especially around this time, it irks me because literally WWF Luna. Yeah, they fucked Luna over hard. Luna, there, there is. There's JR talking on Grilling JR specifically about Sable at this time. And Sable thought she was getting bigger than what she was. And what she says in this promo, she believes it fully. She believes it fully. She's like, no one ever gave me nothing. I've worked hard to get here. No, you ain't, love. No, you ain't. Sorry, love. Sorry, Brock. No, I mean, no, you know. Blood, sweat and tears of Mark Mirror. Yeah, do you know what I'm saying? The blood, sweat and tears of Mark Miro and the blood, sweat and tears of Luna Vachon. God rest her soul. Um, all Luna ever wanted to be was fucking champion, you know. And, and instead, they gave it to this fucking woman who didn't know jack shit about wrestling. Didn't even probably really want to be a wrestler. She wanted to use it to get to be famous. And she was getting given Playboy deals and all this, yeah. But Vince was sorting all of this shit out for her. And it was, this is a shoot, kid. This whole thing is a shoot. Shane McMahon coming out and going, no, the person that made you is the man, Vince McMahon. He is the fucking genius. He made you into a superstar. That's a shoot, kid. And then her coming around and, and saying, yeah, fucking, rah, 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 I've done this. Rah, rah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fuck, say, fuck the sable. Fuck the sable. <laughs> so, yeah, I've, I still feel irked to what this day. It was a prepaid announcement by Chris Dredd. It was a prepaid, you know what I mean? On, on not, my thoughts are not necessarily the thoughts and beliefs of Chat Grapple and Cheek Pots podcast, but. I, I I still feel a certain way about how they done Luna Vachon. Yeah, they did it. it they fucked her over, bro. And when, when she was wrestling, you know, even Gangrel talks about it in shoot interviews. You know, they said, look, don't leave a mark on her body. And it's like, how are you supposed to have a strap match mm, with someone? Whipping, yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, and not, you could see in that match, Luna was petrified of, of Lena, you know, and, and Sable was green as fuck, hurting Luna. Laying them in, yeah, right. You know, it upsets yeah. me watching that. We covered that pay-per-view. We did. Yeah, we did. It was Royal Rumble, wasn't bullshit. it? Bullshit. Yeah. Absolute bullshit. It was fuckery Aguan there. Oh. Fuck the Sable. The Stooges finally are all together looking for mankind in the boiler room and mankind just fucks them up. Yeah. Good. There's no other way to describe that. He fucks them up. <laughs> he hits one of them with like a train. He goes, I've got another one. And then just fucking levers him again. Yeah. And with that, we're at main event time. This is how quick it is. We're at main event time because the corporation are out. Vince is not happy. 
there's another sign that made me laugh that said bald knob 316. That's great. The signs, man. So many signs. Great signs back in yeah. them days, bro. Good shit. Uh, Vince is going to introduce the corporate champion, The Rock, to us. And then we get another fucking ridiculous pop. This man is just a pop machine. The, the, the Austin pops are when that glass smashes, people lose their minds. And one, I'll, 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 I'm going to break away for a second. One idiot on Twitter, right? And I can't remember his name. He writes for one of the brilliant, wonderful sites that you might have heard of, like What Culture or some shit like that. He was trying to say that Eric Redbeard got an amazing pop at AEW Revolution or whenever he came out on Dynamite or whatever. I'm like, that was not a fucking pop. I'm sorry. Not even close. Some of these kids need to be educated on what a pop really is. They need to fucking re-watch. The, I mean, chances are they probably never even watched this, bruv. You know, CM Punk got a pop on his return. Of course he fucking did. It was huge. It was Chicago. It was Chicago. too. And I've said, I've got to talk about an American city and how, you know, how shit they are. It's Chicago. We'll do that in a bit. (laughs) We'll get there. Yeah. Um, You know, I'm I'm not having that these people are getting pops. They're not getting pops. They're getting polite cheers and applause. Yeah. You know, not I'm sorry, they're not popping for, for Redbeard. They're just not. And if they are, it's because they've all got fucking beards themselves. And they all, you know... No, no, no. We're talking about, you know... Neck beard. You've probably not got a waft of BO like under your nose right now. Oh, no. <laughs> Must be upper lips, huh? Is that... <laughs> um, so, yeah, there's a huge pop process. We are getting straight into this. It's fists and fire. There is... The crowd's going absolutely nuts for it. Again, like, this is the perfect idea of a hot crowd. Yeah. And they are they are lucky as fuck to be getting Austin Rock main event on Raw at this time in, in the peak. Yeah. After, after yeah. Survivor Series, amazing. Genuinely lucky people, like, who have paid to watch this show. Um. Rock decides to take a walk. He goes up the ramp. He gets halfway up the ramp. He gets clotheslined. The place goes mental. But it's that simple. Yeah. Austin brings him back into the ring and then hits him with a snap mare. I'm like, yes, there's a wrestling yeah. ring. <laughs> <laughs> and he hits him with a suplex and shit. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, he's wrestling him now. Yeah. Uh, Jim Ross again at this point. This is where I've got Jim Ross being awesome. He is just calling everything he is so fucking good and this is the Jim Ross that yeah we were talking about earlier on in this show like this is the Jim Ross we remember yeah this is a Jim Ross who is motivated who is he's definitely um, motivated his good friend Steve Austin at yeah the time really good friend like they were like best buds for a while weren't they yeah I think they are still very very good friends um like, you know and even King says oh you're biased JR, you're you're biased. Your friends are like, goddamn right, is my friend. Yeah. Goddamn right. It's like I, there was a time when 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 
around WrestleMania 14 when uh, Austin, you know, turns on WrestleMania 15, where he fucks everyone over. 17. It's 17, yeah. And, yeah. and JR is like, you know, I'm disgusted. This is my friend, you know, the most despicable thing he's ever done. And even, you know, WrestleMania 17, JR is on point, bro, still. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, yeah, he has he has years of consistent brilliance. And yeah. Are you gonna tell me, you know, are you gonna are these people gonna tell me oh Excalibur's just as good? No. <laughs> like <laughs> that's the simple answer. You know, Jeremy Bullrash. Is, is uh, Mike Mike Tenay is my guy. Mike Mike Tenay, Jeremy Bullrash. You know the 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 Taz even Taz is good. Um, I've had my fill of Taz. No, I I I agree. I've had my fill of him. I've had my fill of him. But Taz on TNA was fucking incredible. I don't care. Say what you want. Better than Don West. No, Don West is fucking good, man. Don West is good. See, you know I'm going to get you somewhere. Yeah, Don West is good, man. Don West is my guy, brother. Oh, he was can't doing not a, be Donny, can you? He was doing a Hebner, though. I swear he was nicking stuff merchandise. Was he? Or maybe he was just a merchandise guy. He was. He was like, that was where they found him, wasn't it? They found him on, like, QVC or some like, yeah. one of those sort of channels and thought, yeah, this guy's good. Like, let's try him out. He was fucking great, but he, um, I think he's not been very well. He's had he's consistent health That's problems, Tom West. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, oh, man, where were we? Uh, we were talking about commentary, JR being on yeah. point. Um, Austin is like, yeah, the, you know, and, and the King was like, yeah, you're fucking biased. He's like, that's your friend. He's like, you goddamn right, that's my friend. <laughs> he's like, fucking brilliant. It's amazing. <laughs> The Rock, I noticed The Rock is still getting a small smattering of cheers for the stuff he's doing. You know, some of those fans haven't all turned on him. No. I mean, he was the biggest, he was getting like huge babyface reactions just before Survivor Series and at Survivor Series until he turned. So some of those fans are still going to like him. I mean, even The Rock's character, I was talking about this with my mate Adam, shout out to fucking ads. Like, The Rock was a prick. Like, his character, he was a prick. Like, he was supposed to be a dickhead. Like, and he really was just like a, a smarmy, arrogant prick. Like, but he just, people liked him, you know, because he was funny. You know, the comedy of it, when he was, you know, he would parody people, he'd take, do impressions, he'd take the mickey same, out same. of people. People like pricks. Yeah. yeah. You know, it was fucking great, you know. <laughs> Rock and Sock Connection was still, is still one of my favourite things in the world. Yeah, it was. I mean, The Rock was prickish towards making that as well, wasn't he? He was, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Uh, they do end up like this. This is this becomes a brawl again. It's not just you know snapmares and suplexes. It's out in the crowd. It's you know it's just it's a brawl. It's just super heated. No flips, no hurricane runners, no tope suicidas, nothing yeah, like that. <laughs> no, no group of like eight people standing there waiting to catch someone. <laughs> and yeah, and then uh, Jerry Lawler gets super excited because he finally gets to call the corporate elbow. Yes, right. Brilliant. Uh, yeah, he's good. Mankind arrives. He decides he's going to leave Pat Patterson tied up in the uh, in the boiler room. Pat probably liked it. He's probably, yeah. Jerry and Sarge all tied up, human centipede style. That's right. 
and blatantly um, be the front. Um, and he has this little brawl with Boss Man. Uh, again, like this is something I noticed. I noticed the crowd were getting hotter and hotter because I think they knew the end was coming. Shamrock and Boss Man lay waste to Man. Slowly, yeah. And again, Jim Ross just accentuating a clean shot from Shamrock. Yeah, a clean shot that was super clean, like in it. That was the one that put mankind away. Yeah, he was selling it, bro. Because, yeah. and, but this is why I I do believe as well. There's got to be a part of Jr. And if you watch AEW consistently, I think you can sell sometimes where he's watching it and he's like, "What the fuck am I watching right now?" He was he's been there through the peak of what we call professional wrestling. Yeah. And now he's fucking watching AEW and some of the matches. He, I bet he's like, "Fuck me, man!" Oh, I, 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 I can sense some excitement when, like, you know, Jungle Boy is out, or you know, maybe Hangman Adam Page. Something, you know, some of that stuff really does. And Daniel Bryan gets yeah, him going. Does bring out a fire in him, but yeah, some of it, like, some of it doesn't. No, that's right. <laughs> you know, bowling shoe ugly, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Tougher than a government mule. Yeah. So this this crowd gets getting hotter and hotter and hotter for this like this ending which is coming and the setup for the eventual star is fucking perfect. It's like a, a stunner attempt, he pushes him away, rock bottom, push away, miss clothesline into the stunner, which just gets you know, the roof going. Proper pop. Yeah. You know, and this is what I think, yeah, Ken Shamrock pulls the referee out on a two count and Jim Ross is going crazy. Yeah, Austin should be the champion. Austin should be the champion. That's right. Then the Undertaker, out of nowhere, wipes Austin out with a shovel. <laughs> and that's the DQ finish. That's right. For some reason, Paul Bearer stops the assault on Austin because he's going to lay him out again with another hit with his trusty shovel. And, um, yeah, Paul Bearer stops it. And I can't understand why. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not sure either. Um, I'm, I'm looking up to my left, okay, because I've got a Jax uh, playset. Right? <laughs> it's the, the Brawl for All Ring of Doom. The little one. Yeah, and yeah. it's got like the little hearse in there, and it's got the Undertaker, Stone Cold Steve Austin, nice. got the 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 mini ring with the skulls on. It's got the hearse and that, because in the next episode, this is when we start they start carrying the storyline of the, and it was around that time that that Ring of Doom came out around nineteen ninety eight. This time, because they have the like buried alive match. They do. They have a very live match at the end of the year, I think. So, <laughs> you know, this is where it's all leading to. Um, and the shovel's in there as well in that uh, Brawl for All Ring of Doom. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, so we go off the air. That is our finishing point. But we have this thing called Extra Attitude. Yep. On the network of all places. So... Off the air on this extra attitude, the crowd gets sent home happy because Ken Shamrock, Bossman, and Shane all get stunners. 
And Austin has a beer with that scoundrel, Earl Hebner. That's right. That fucking waste, man. You love Hebner. No. <laughs> he screwed Brett. <laughs> he screwed Brett. <laughs> It's true. We've all seen, no, we've all seen wrestling with shadows. No, bro. Brett screwed Brett. Yeah. Oh, not having that. <laughs> so that that was raw. That was that raw is war. What a, what a fucking wild episode of phenomenal show, bro. But go if, back and watch if it. You don't November watch the sixteenth, nineteen ninety eight. If you don't have a full three hours to go watch a pay per view like we'd say you should, take the hour thirty. You've you know, you might have kickback. Watch an episode of Raw. Watch this one in particular and laugh along and tell us what you think. It's, it's good shit. It's good shit. Watch the next episode of Raw as well. It's fucking brilliant, man, because they carry on the whole Stone Cold Steve Austin Undertaker thing. It's good. And uh, and with that, we're gonna we're gonna let loose on a couple of things before we go. Yeah, because. Yeah, we are, because... We are indeed. That was a peak that I believe, and I'm sure you you believe it as well, that that kind of wrestling show and that kind of excitement and pops, and, and we're very unlikely to see that again. We understand that... Oh no, Matt, no, no wrestlers getting three pops in one night anymore. Yeah. No chance. You know, so we we understand that it's a different time and the and wrestling is different, but also we want to hold up wrestlers to a good standard. And I don't think it is consistently good <laughs> in no. you know in certain it's places. Not. So, go you crack on, son. Uh, we uh, we we did say we we're going to talk about a couple of things. I am just sounding off when I talk about Chicago being a shit wrestling city. Um, they're not as it's not as great as people might think it is. Mainly people in Chicago or people that come from Chicago who wrestle today. You know, they are consistently shit. And they hijack wrestling shows by trying to chant their boy's name whenever they can. And I just, I don't get it. And these, uh, a lot of these wrestling companies like to head to Chicago. Fuck Chicago. Bring, bring it to London. Bring it to London. Hashtag. Bring, bring it to Stevenage. Yeah. Bring Be those guys. Just, just bring it. Um, I also, I also uh, if we have time, I have a problem with some booking that we've seen lately. I know we watched, uh, we totally spoke about Revolution on our last episode because the next week, or the two weeks later, they uh, finally went ahead and switched the uh, AEW women's title. I made a suggestion online on Twitter that they shouldn't have done it that way. They should have switched the title at Revolution and had Thunder Rosa beaten down in our hometown. They said they had to win the title in our hometown. I just think it was you're setting up a new challenger that way. 
by having her getting beaten up in her hometown. I think it's, you know, generating great heat for later on down the line is always better than, you know, the pop for one night. Yeah, but they, but this is the thing. They, they, yeah. they, 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 they don't get it. They I mean, always go. I don't know if you agree with me on that or not. Like, it's not so. No, I do. I agree. But... They're fu- they're, but they always go for the easy win. They always go for the fucking Britain, Pittsburgh, you know, CM Punk in Chicago, fucking, fucking Thunder Rosa in fucking San Antonio. Fuck the Thunder Rosa. Um, and yeah. <laughs> Something about that about that that just rubs us sort of the wrong way, isn't it? Like Thunder, she's now recently only just like this week complained about Brock Lesnar dancing with a mariachi band. Um, I don't know, like what the problem is there, because only last night on AEW, her and Vicky Guerrero have this awful interaction. Where Vicky mentions uh, fake green card and stuff like that. So it's okay for them to do it, but it's not okay for Brock to do it. You know, in a mentions when CM Punk did it. It's it, it, it's funny. Is she how... going to mention when Alex Wright did it? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Is she going to mention when I did it? That's right. Go on, Thunder Rosa, say something. What? Because, yeah. You know, this is, you know, I bought this in Mexico. I had to wear it home on the plane. It was a terrible idea. But, you know, I love this. I love this. It's great. Um, love it, bro. It, it, and fucking, you got a pop out of uh, Alex Wright. I got a pop one. out of Alex Wright. You got a pop for that, and, bro. It's fucking good. But just, Yeah, I, I don't understand, like... They um, didn't let. They didn't really let Thunder Rosa speak that much. They just let like Vicky cut her off real quick. Yeah, because, she got an excuse me as well. That's amazing. I love the excuse me. You know, um, I I don't think that Thunder Rosa's all that. She hasn't. She hasn't got. We don't. We've we've pretty agreeable on this show about that. It's like it's just not. I don't see it, and I don't think I'm gonna see it. She ain't all that. She's mediocre, bruv. She's mid. Yeah. And I, f- I feel like, you know, when the, her and Brit have these average matches or less than average matches, Brit seems to get all the blame. I'm not having that either. No, you no. Know, there's two people in that match. That's right. And, you know, if it's not Thunder coming down with a terrible slapped-ass face, you know, because she's not winning at the pay-per-view, you know, the... the I know Britno sold a few things in the cage match, but Thunder did too. You know, what I don't understand what the no selling was all about. I'm sure one day we might find out, but and now this like, you know, this Patreon bullshit, you know, he's asking for fans to buy a tacos on a Tuesday and all this like what's going on? It is fucked, bro. It's fucked. Like there's gonna be, I promise you, yeah. We've said this. We, I, we've spoke about this, and I said before, we are gonna one day have a dark side of the ring, Tony Khan and AEW, because there's a lot of shit that is going on behind the scenes that no one gets to hear I mean, about. I'll be honest, I don't think you will, because the guys who, the guys behind dark side are very much AEW guys and we've had 
this spoken about on the show as well, haven't we? In, in an we interview. Have. Like, all right, well, they can kiss the yeah, dark we'll, we'll side. Have, of we'll have a WWE version of Rise and Fall. Yeah, as that, like, that's what we said as well before that when yeah. WWE releases the Rise and Fall of AEW, I mean, I still think it's fucking the AEW fans still haven't fully grasped. Do you remember when Chris Jericho went on the Broken Skull and was allowed to openly talk about AEW, a current competitor or so-called competitor to WWE on the WWE network? Vince okayed it. They okayed it. Yeah, Chris, fucking whatever. And he spoke about it loads. It weren't just one thing. Oh, yeah, I work at AEW now. And that was it. It was fucking, you know, it, it, it gets my it gets my goat. So we might not have a dark side of my ring, um, you know, AEW. Well, one of the but, researchers on that is a grade A tosser anyway. So, you know, and you know, if anyone ever hears it or so, is it Bits and Span, you can go fuck yourself. So, who? Yeah. Who was his name? Bits and Span. Oh, yeah. That miserable prick. Yeah, okay. And, you know, this is my axe to grind. This isn't Chris's. I think he's a fucking idiot um and this you know it's not like me to get larry about anything i cannot stand him he's a piece of shit but we had again we speak to wrestlers on this show and we have spoken to people that have said on their chris canyon episode specifically there were people that would have should have 100 percent have been interviewed that weren't yeah and there were people that were interviewed that probably shouldn't have been interviewed. Those Some of those interviews were done in a way so these idiots or researchers like Bixenspan could meet and can basically meet their boys and try and buddy up and make friends, you know? Yes. You know, oh, man, don't fucking... I know. That's right. And that's why, and that's why Dark Side is now soured for a lot of people because they know, they've, they've heard these stories of this, how these... You know, these jack-off dickheads are doing these things to talk to AEW bods, talk to AEW heads, to try and worm their way into AEW for jobs. Yeah, because they know it's like fucking uh, Scrooge McDuck in fucking DuckTales. They're following the money, bruv. They want to dive around in the fucking coinage. They're like, oh, mate, but but this is the thing that I was talking about with, with AEW, like there's going to be stories coming out. There's already stories coming out about how, you know, AEW didn't help foreign stars, even find places to live. Weren't really helping them integrate into America. It's like, you know, I, I like I say, I don't see why the strap has been put on Thunder Rosa. I don't see the appeal. I don't know. I don't want to say what I was going to say then. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> uh, but, you know, whose parsnip is she buttering to get the title shot there? Whose idea is it to push her? Well, I'm just... That's my I'm, question. I'm, I'm not, I'm, you know, when it's not It's not our down to us to speculate if she's buttering any parsnips. I'm just going to go out and on a limb and say that, you know, maybe that, that match that people were talking about weren't all Ivalice's fault. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't, 
yeah, I, I, I'm of that same camp there. But the thing is, though, Ivor Lee's spoke about other stuff that she was... Go- she she, she spoke about other stuff that was going on backstage. You know, we, we have made, you know... Ivor Lee's, if you're listening, you're welcome to come on the show anytime. We, we, I mean, I have spoken to Ivor Lee's via email so that you may well see her on the show because there's 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 bridges that need to be made into what the the thing with AEW and the whole marky stuff going on and even though Regal has said he doesn't like the word mark because you know it's used in the wrong way or whatever and you know fans are, are, are the people that keep it going fair enough but the, the, the thing with AEW is, you know, the whole behind the scenes, the only behind the scenes they want to show you is the he he ha ha being the elite fucking kind of bullshit. But there's other fuckery going on backstage in AEW that yeah. Big Swole has spoken about, Eva Lisa has spoken about, um, to a point Hikaru Shida spoke about, um, you know, it's all... Oh, just so happens to be all women that are speaking about this stuff. Hmm. I mean, I'm I I I, I didn't want to do this one, but I will, like, because you know, I'm I'm riled. These marks that you know claim holier than thou, you know, this, that, and the other, like you know, AW's the greatest show and all this, these are the same fucking marks that cheered when Joey Ryan came out. Uh, all out or all in or whatever the first one all out was it yeah they're the same marks that cheered when that guy came out they're the same guys that paid and i i don't know if you saw it online today or yesterday you know they were paying at wrestlecon to touch it like that was the selling point of meeting joey fucking ryan at WrestleCon, they were paying $30 or whatever to touch the guy's fucking knob. I'm just, yeah, like, these fans get no fucking points from me. These are guys that cheered this shit on and now all of a sudden want to, you know, claim some sort of, like, moral fucking side on anything. Nah, fuck that. Exactly. Fuck that, bruv. They ain't got no moral high ground in this at all. Yeah. A lot of a um, lot of these guys. Wow. I just yeah, like I I had to I had to get that one off my chest, man. I, I do apologize, but you know, like no, no, but but, but you're them. right. That's <laughs> the thing. No, that's fine. You're right, bruv. You you you're right. Um yeah. if if anyone that's listening, if you ever paid 30 fucking dollars to touch Joey Ryan's dingling. Yeah, one, fuck you for being a fucking idiot. And two, you know, come at us. <laughs> Bro, you could probably, you could probably, if you want to touch a wrestler's cock, you could probably pay Virgil 10 bucks. Yeah, he was probably undercutting, wasn't he? He's probably doing it for 29.95. Of course he was, 29.95. And you get a free picture of him and uh, Ted DiBiase. Yeah. Bargain. Uh, or, or a random picture of Mike Tyson. Yeah, <laughs> who was it was ripping it? Scott Hall. It's Scott Hall, wasn't it? Yeah, he's like, oh, you're selling fucking pictures of Mike Tyson now. <laughs> you're not even in this one. It's fucking hilarious, man. Hilarious. 
Oh, well, well, fuck you. That's a, that's a perfect, you know, way to round it off. Yeah, we've got another Scott Hall story. Another right, Scott yeah. Hall story. Um, <clears throat> and shout out to Britt Baker for wearing the old Scott Hall drip. Yeah, shout um, out to Britt. Attire yeah, a few well. people did some nods to Scott Hall like over the week. Yeah. I thought that was all, it was all fucking good. It was all cool. Not quite coming out to ready or not cool, but... Oh, yes. Yeah, that is... Man, watching that back, it was like, fuck, this guy was the shit. He was the shit. He was the shit. Absolutely. Maybe one day, you know, if we ever decide to take bumps again... Bruv... We'll come out to ready or not. Honestly, like, I think if me and you were to get back in the ring again. I I would... There's very few people that I would actually trust to get back in the ring with now, though, because, you know, Cactus Matt would be one of them. Um, you would be another. Uh, sexual Chocolate G-Man would Big be Skip, another baby. one. You know? Um, Skip would Gil- look after you. You know, Gil would look after us. You know, so there's a few guys I would get back in the ring with, but it would be a select few because... You know, firstly, I don't need anyone to drop me on my motherfucking head. Um, <laughs> you know, I, 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 you know, fuck that. Um, you know, I swear you've razor edged me before. I swear uh, Matty has razor edged me. Yeah. Um, you know, so there's very few. I'm still reeling to... about you not talking about my clothesline from last time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you done me dirty on that one. Bro, calling JBL and shit. JBL, that's who you was. JBL, it was a fucking clothesline from hell. It was, yeah. it was nice. It was tight. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was a snug. <laughs> yeah, it was sweat flying. That's it was, it was snug, man. It was good. But yeah, man, there's very few people I get back in the ring with. But I do think if me and you was to have a match, you know, then that would be probably one of the hottest videos on the channel. So if anyone wants to see that, we well, may... remember Alex Wright did say we were welcome to go and check it out. That would be amazing. Do you know what I mean? Alex Wright, special guest referee. Yeah. That's Wonderkind. You know? Sick. So who knows? Maybe there is maybe there is one more match left in us. There's always one more match <laughs> left in us, bro. While while we're it's, living, it's breathing. It's because I messaged Chris just the other day. Like it might have even been yesterday. It was yesterday. <laughs> they, I don't know. I've got the urge to take bumps. And <laughs> yep. I suppose maybe she just stop chatting about it and maybe do it. Do it, bro. Fucking, do you know what I mean? I, I I would I would gladly get back in the ring with you, with Matty, with Gilbert, with the man them, you know what I mean? Um See what it, we can put together. It get the band back together. Yeah. You know? <sighs> yeah. Well, something one to, hell of a tag team. One hell of a tag about. team match that is. Yeah, that is something to think about. So let's just let's just say thank you for now. Let's thank you for listening. Thank you for checking out. Don't forget to check out that episode of Roy's War and the episode after. If you're watching on YouTube, you know what to do by now. If you haven't done it, why haven't you done it? Like, subscribe, comment. the bell. Yeah, give us a little bell slap. You know, it's it's what you do. Trust. Um, I, I would also say um, watch the Survivor Series from before this Raw. So watch the Survivor, yeah, if you can. 
you know, get some real fucking context. Watch the whole fucking show, yeah. Bro, watch watch Survivor Series 1998 and then watch the November 16th Raw and then the Raw after that. And that is some fucking good, that is some good wrestling right there. Yeah, excellent. Uh, if you are listening on this uh, episode, you know, you've already found us. You know where to find us. We are on everything. And if, you know, we don't have... If we're not on your favourite listening fucking device, let us know. And we, we are on, make we're a on all of them. It. Yeah, yeah, we're on Podbean, Spotify, Deezer, CastBox, Listen Notes, you know, um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We are on fucking, you know, Stitcher, Listen Notes. You know, all of them, bro. All of that shit right there. So, yeah, let's just say thank you. Let's end it properly the way we should survey says one more for the bad guys or good guys depending on how you see us take care everyone we will see you really soon